Hello everyone, happy new year, happy 2024. This is crazy. I know, how are we already in the new year? Honestly, wild. I uh, the, the year flew. December, I don't even feel like we had it. Did it happen? No, it didn't happen. <laughs> we hope you had a lovely new year and Christmas and managed to have a break and a rest. <laughs> hopefully at least one day away from <laughs> from the laptop i hope so i think mm. this is the first year i've had that i wasn't writing something for the phd yeah it feels weird to not be writing and studying and thinking about vivas and submission <laughs> although unfortunately i did have to study over christmas yeah you you did decide to be a student again. Yeah, it was self-inflicted. <laughs> it was. I'm not here for sympathy. I'm not looking for sympathy. Um, we might feel a little want bit. To give me a little bit. That would be fine. I'll give you a little bit. Um, yeah. So studying for my MSc, Master of Science in Psychology. Really enjoying it. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I think I underestimated how much work it would be for some reason. I've already done a master's and that just felt easy. But maybe I'm just forgetting all of the stress that we went through when we did our master's degrees. I felt like it was okay, but I think that's because we'd gone from undergrad straight into the master's. And I felt undergrad was really stressful because we, I felt like we were juggling more. Mm. And then in the master's, I feel like I just had a very clear mind. And because it was mostly in the evenings, mm. I got my days to do other things. But now you're also working mm. full time and doing <clears throat> lots of other things. Yeah, I think I think what is really difficult for me is the PhD is so different to mm -hmm. undergraduate and masters. You don't have assignments, you don't have no. deadlines, you don't have well, you have deadlines, but it's not, you know, the same. Yeah, with the PhD, you could move deadlines to an extent. Like if you yeah. needed an extra week, you got that. But yeah. at undergrad and masters, that's not really a thing. Yeah, you can apply for mitigation and things like that. But just being busy yeah. and not having time to do the work is not ever really accepted as a reason for mitigation, which I think yeah. in some ways is mad because in the professional world, you can push deadlines. You can get extensions mm. for simply being busy. Yeah. Like, and it's not a mismanagement of time or you just couldn't be bothered. It's, it's the real world and I'm juggling 60 billion things. Yeah. That's and... definitely been the biggest learning curve mm. is trying to meet the deadlines. And I mean, the, I had one on the 22nd of December Mad. and I vowed to myself, I wouldn't leave things to the last minute and granted I'm getting better at that slowly, but just going back into that really it feels quite regimented compared to the phd the phd mm. was much more flexible you had much more room for kind of you know staying at your own pace yeah and moving at your own pace whereas i think when you're on a course that is they have to be structured because that's the point of them and I'm doing it part-time, which means it's one kind of module a year and the modules are kind of split into mini 
mini sections. You do have a lot of assignments though. Was that your third one? Yeah, third assignment in three months. Yeah, which just feels like quite yeah. intense. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. That wasn't the tangent we were meant to go on. No, we just arrived at it. But we, yeah. I mean, I feel like it leads straight into what we were thinking though, because we were thinking what what are our kind of goals for this year? And they're not set in stone and you don't have to set goals or mm. I don't like to give myself specific deadlines to get things done. No. I would just like to accomplish a number of things yeah. this year. Firstly, being actually getting an article from the PhD published. Mm -hmm. I do have to write it first to get it published. So maybe I should start with that. <laughs> good starting point. That would be a good starting point. Um, presented some more conferences mm -hmm. although I have been looking and a lot of them are either when I'm not here or I'm getting married so yeah they yeah. are they are very inconveniently timed yeah it kind of puts a stunner in the way it does it? and I can't move my wedding don't think that'll go down very well. Yeah, it's probably not the best idea to suggest to your fiance that you want to move the wedding so you can attend an academic conference. Yeah, I also am not going to do that. No, I'd rather rather do my wedding. Yeah, but there are I would rather do your wedding. You're in my wedding. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to see those things. Publish our article, which is there now, and hopefully yeah. gets accepted we're working on a joint article i think we have briefly mentioned this. i think we mentioned it last year yeah um but yeah we're working on a joint article about students on screen and representations of mental health yeah specifically anxiety and post-traumatic stress disorder yeah which has been really interesting because it's the first time we've written together on something mm. i found it really enjoyable yeah i have the same same three goals that you've just mentioned nice i think the other one for me is make it through the first year of my msc whilst making it through <laughs> my first year of full-time lecturing that would be really good that'd be great you know I think come come May this year, I think if I can make it to that point, yeah, without any sort of you know mental breakdown, that would be a really good. That'd be great. That would, that would feel a success. <laughs> and then the other thing for me is, I'd like to present at an international conference. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, I've I've thought about a few I found a few that I'm interested in and yeah I'm kind of putting that in in motion mm -hmm. as we speak so hopefully that would happen but with funding and stuff you, you know you never know what's you never gonna know. happen something for us to cover another episode is yeah, getting funding think, to attend <laughs> yeah I think the the other thing is is that it's okay if there are hiccups and oh, that you okay. don't have, even if you don't have goals as such, that's fine too. You know, I maybe make it through my first year of teaching at higher education or make it through the first year of my master's. Maybe they're not really, you know, they're not structured goals as no. such. They're just kind of make it through, try and enjoy it along the way. Mm -hmm but also making sure that I'm looking after myself. Yeah, definitely. At the same time. And doing the best work I can. Yeah, it's hard. There's a lot to balance. And I think 
that's another goal. It's just to get a better work-life balance. And yeah. we're going to cover on kind of the next episode stuff like work-life mm. balance and burnout because it's just so common. Mm. And sometimes you miss the signs that it's coming and you end out end up in this sort of like burnout cycle mm. and it's not a pleasant place to be no we've both been there it still several happens. times <laughs> <laughs> several times no it still happens and we can kind of cover the ways that it might be manageable but we don't always follow our own advice no i think that's typical it is of typical. this field of work of study whatever it is kind of high weird hybrid type <laughs> scenario isn't it um yeah okay there are goals there are goals we've we've said them now they're, they're out there. they're out there they're on spotify they're on apple podcasts they're there they're there we'll manifest those we will check back in at the end of the year to see how we're <laughs> getting on and maybe if we meet some of these along the way we can do a to kind of talk about that in the podcast as well you'll so. hear hear about our journey still yeah as we go yeah. i guess growing the pod is also what we want to do as well so yeah making sure that we're consistent with episodes even if you know <laughs> they're short or whatever they are as long as we're consistent i think yeah i think that that's be good. another big thing it's a good outlet and it's something i enjoy doing and i wasn't sure if i would enjoy it no yeah but, I've really enjoyed the first few episodes. I think it just feels like we're having a normal conversation. We have yeah. these conversations all the time. We talk on a daily basis. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. But at least we're sharing it with people who are also in the same boat. Yeah. And are on a it. similar journey. And that feels good. It does. Because I think mm. what I saw when we, when I was attending sessions on the PhD face to face, there was a lot of people who would say they don't have a network. And I was lucky because I met a couple of other people on orientation that I've stayed in contact with the whole time, mm. um, which has been really lovely. And that gave me a support network and they've finished their PhDs as well now. So we went through the whole process somewhat together and just touching base from now, to now and then, which was yeah. good. And obviously you and I, have each other and that's been useful but there were so many people like I don't have anyone who understands what this is like yeah and I think that must be really difficult yeah I mean there's definitely been times where maybe you've been away on holiday and I've needed to talk about something and haven't been able to mm. and I just don't know what you know you, you don't know what to do I think no. there's times where I just think oh, I'm, I feel so grateful that you know we have each other to help to kind of go on this journey and I tr I want to be that for other people 100% yeah. I think it's just nice and I think that does lead us into what the actual topic of this particular episode is on mm -hmm. and two people who should be very important to your journey are your supervisors two one three however many, many you might end up having <laughs> they have to be important Yes, they are. They are really important. We've said before about when you start looking into PhDs that a good starting point is looking for potential supervisors. Yeah. And we want to cover some green flags. No red flags, green flags green. for supervisors. Absolutely. And I would say a good one is that they should be knowledgeable about your field. And you'll find that by actually researching a bit about them, their interests, their publications, 
Have they worked with anyone doing something in the same field before? Mm-hmm. They're the things to kind of look out for because then they're going to be able to really support you yeah. throughout what you're doing. I think off the back of that also that they're active in their research mm-hmm. and that they've seen students to completion. Because Massively. if you have a team of two, for example, you want to have at least one who has mm-hmm. seen other students to completion of their PhD. Yeah. Because they know the process. I don't actually think that you can have a team of of two people or three people who mm-hmm. where haven't. none of them have seen a student to completion. I don't think so. I think your director of studies, kind of your lead supervisor, I guess, mm. is always the one that has the most experience. So mm. that was with me and my second supervisor, I was there. They had other PhD students who had started kind of at the same time as me or after, Mm. but I'm the first one that's gone through to completion, which is really nice. Yeah, that is lovely. And I think the first part of that, active in their research, Mm -hmm. is really important because, in my opinion, how are they going to help you Mm -hmm. as a researcher if they're not active themselves in research? I think it's... I think that's a really important aspect. So make sure that you can see that they're publishing, that they're speaking at conferences, that they're, you know, they're not just static. No, absolutely. And then I think another good one is that they should be passionate about your work, Mm. that they're really keen and they're really in this. They're in it to win it. Mm -hmm. And obviously that can't be it. 24 7 because they have other responsibilities other students their own lives Mm. and that's something to keep in mind that they are also people they will also have things just like Mm -hmm. you will that will you will go through and sometimes that throws a bit of a spanner in the works but as long as they're kind of coming back and alongside that being good communicators with you and letting you know if they need to take a step back or something's Mm. happened and they can't give you their attention basically yeah And just to add to that, passionate about your work is absolutely crucial, but I think there is a a limit to that. I Mm -hmm. think they need to be passionate, but not to the extent of that they impose their opinions Uh on you in a way that makes you feel that you need to drastically change the project or change, you know, one aspect of it, perhaps even, and this happened to me, and this is why I say this, I had a team of supervisors initially but ended up changing supervisors um and so so what I'm trying to say is that you want them to guide you but not to make you feel that you need to change and follow their exact view because unless they're saying it because it's going to affect you know the feasibility or the robustness of your study if they're just saying it in a way of oh well I would do it this way yeah just make sure that they are guiding you and not trying to make you change things that don't need to be changed it's your project at the end of the day yeah you are the one that has to defend it and Mm -hmm. I think what was nice when I I recently met up with one of my supervisors because I hadn't seen them face to face since 2020 Mm. we've done everything online And they said, you know, what was nice to see with me is when I grew that confidence to kind of be like, no, this is what I'm doing and this is why. Mm. So I could always justify why I was doing something. 
And what was great with both of them is they really respected my decisions and they guided. I didn't feel instructed. I felt guided very gently, um, which was always really nice. And I felt supported. Yeah, whereas with my initial team of supervisors, um, I often would listen. Obviously, I was listening to their advice, you know, more than anything and I wanted them to think I was doing well and I was doing the right things but often that would mean that I would try to change elements of my project for example I tried to adopt a theory that actually I didn't I didn't align with yeah and I mean that was in the early stages and I definitely grew the confidence once I changed teams um with my second two supervisors but yeah I definitely had that battle of wondering where the line was yeah I think it's hard because we're so used to a lot of the time seeing us on a different level like they're the teacher and you're Mm. the student and you don't especially for the first couple of years feel on that same level Mm. or then feel like you can say well actually no Mm. I've read this I found this I don't align with something exactly and that comes as your confidence grows where you can be like actually I'm thinking this and this is why definitely and there there comes a shift where you become the expert at some point in your PhD you'll become the expert in that topic and that's a really nice transition I think and then I think with that the fact that your supervisors can work well together yeah is absolutely just fundamental to the success of your project 100% if they're not communicating <laughs> if they're not telling each other what feedback they're giving and you're receiving two or three loads of conflicting feedback yeah that is a real struggle and that also happened to me with my first team yeah um trying to please three different Mm -hmm. people in a team is just not doable and you will reach a point where you just can't do it anymore no i think it's hard i mean they're not always going to agree 100 percent because that's human nature and they have different backgrounds different areas of expertise but it's normally very useful to have someone who's kind of an expert in your topic mm-hmm. and area and someone who may be more aligned with your methodology mm. and things like that. And I found that to be the case with mine. Mm. I had one with a very philosophical background mm-hmm. who was great in kind of the area of disability, as was my other one, but also they then had more of the the research and the methodology and could really guide me mm with that and I was able to have like how we're doing now just a conversation yeah which was nice I think that really does make a difference yeah they have to be able to talk to one another and to have a good working relationship yeah and be mentors mentorship is a really important thing you know and that comes with that I think yeah being able to have a relaxed conversation Mm -hmm. in an environment where you feel safe to say whatever it is that you want and that no question feels silly. No. Um, And I think a lot of us go through that phase of, oh, I don't want to ask that. Mm -hmm. Who can I ask? And then you, you just sort of get tied up in, in not, in feeling that you don't know enough 
but also not knowing how to learn enough because you don't want to ask silly (laughs) questions and I think that's really really sad that 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 happens to so many people so I think the fact that they can be mentors Mm -hmm. and really mentor you through this process is really important whilst having this this level of humanness I think I really like this idea of them well it comes with kindness I think so just providing support at a human level yeah beyond just the academic challenges you know a PhD is a long time a lot of things are going to happen in your personal life Mm -hmm. you know maybe socially things are going to change things are going to happen and I think it's important that you can make your supervisors aware of things that are happening yeah because they will likely affect your work and your studies you know the level of detail you go into doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be drastic but the fact that you can share real life yeah with them is key as well so just this level of kindness and humanness i think from them that would be that would be probably my last green green flag I think out of all of those I think that's the one that I that I would finish with just because I think we've kind of covered most of the points I think it's really yeah the last one is one of the most important Mm. because you say you do go through through things like you spend between three and five years let's say because that's what mine was working closely with two people and things happen yeah like life changes people may pass away things Mm. may happen to you personally things may happen in your circle Mm. worldwide pandemics might happen yeah (laughs) because i didn't see that one coming the opportunities for changes and going through changes is really endless and you can't predict what those are going to be so this is why we say it's so important to know and to have a bit of an understanding of who your supervisors will be absolutely before you embark on this journey because they're about to become very close personal contacts they are they are and it's good to yeah it's good to know them and hope that it's a good fit but do know that if it's not a good fit and it doesn't go to plan that you can request a change. Mm-hmm. Things can alter. It's not necessarily kind of like this set in stone thing. No. There are kind of like safety measures, I guess, or measures you can do yeah. and contact your graduate school or there's forms that can be filled out, um, filled out and there's people above and higher that you can have conversations with and say, you know, this just isn't working out. Because it happens and you wouldn't be the first person to say, you know what, we're just not vibing. Yeah. And I don't think this is a good working relationship for anyone involved. And I think maybe we need to change, like let's take a step back. Mm. So things can be changed. It's not set in stone. Hopefully you get people that you work really well with and they're, as we said, meeting all these green flags. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, yeah, it doesn't happen. And if it doesn't, things can change and it will be okay yeah you're not stuck you're never stuck um yeah I think I think just doing your research knowing what they're about 
if they're nice, <laughs> kind people who ultimately just want you to succeed, then you know yeah they're going to help you see your full potential and exactly it will be good it will be so there are there are green flags there are green flags let us know if you have any green flags or actually if you've got any stories about supervisors that you want to share with us this would obviously be done anonymously but mm. any funny stories any maybe not so good stories or even just amazing stories of relationships with supervisors it'd be really interesting to hear about yeah it'd be lovely to share those actually yeah it'd be really nice yeah well we will wrap this up and we look forward to seeing you next time where we're going to be looking into that like work-life balance mm -hmm. burnout oh, yeah. how to manage it if it can be managed <laughs> we're not experts in managing burnout absolutely not <laughs> we've been there so we can share some realities some of those experiences yeah and happy new year yeah happy new year. 2024 oh but yeah speak soon bye bye